fly around. Little green peas from the ground. Buttermilk biscuits, nice and brown. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Butter beans, peas, beets, and chard. Chickens running in the yard. Catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop 'em black gang candy stripes. Look at 'em loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table, a show dedicated to the people of our Appalachian region who produce, prepare, and preserve our foods and our agricultural products. This is your hostess, Amy Campbell. Our theme song was sung, arranged, and produced by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee. And we are just so proud of this talented 14-year-old Tennessee performer. And uh, she recorded that theme song when she was nine years old. Today we are setting the table with a three-day Epicurean event that will highlight Tennessee agriculture through a gathering of chefs, regional producers, brewers, and artisans, including Alan Benton, Colleen Cruz, and Shannon Walker. This event is called The Gathering at RT Lodge. It's a celebration of the midsummer harvest. It takes place August 2nd through August 4th on the grounds of RT Lodge in Maryville, Tennessee, and we'll visit today with Executive Chef Trevor Stockton and hear him describe this celebration of regional agriculture and food. Also, we'll hear a neat segment from Fred Sossman at Johnson City from his Potluck Radio series on Kentucky's AL81 Soda Pop. And also, I have news of another event featuring Appalachian heritage, music, dance, and chef-prepared dishes steeped in Appalachian tradition. Thank you so much for tuning in here today on the program. It is an honor and a privilege to have your good company. Now, let's get started. Let's head over to Blunt County in the eastern portion of Tennessee. It's a county that borders the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, and we're going to a little town called Maryville, Tennessee. And in that town is a small liberal arts college called Maryville College with 300 acres of woods. And nestled in those woods is the most unique structure called R.T. Lodge. And this lodge was originally built in 1932 by a lady named Susan Wiley Cooper Walker. And her sister was married to the college chaplain. Mrs. Walker was a recent widow of an Andrew Carnegie business associate, John Walker, and she was allowed to build this grand 26-room residence and carriage house on the condition that it would be willed to Maryville College upon her death. And in 1952, she did pass away, and it was willed to the college, and it's seen different uses throughout the years, and um, 1997, Ruby Tuesday, Inc. entered into a lease agreement, renovated it, and developed it into a complex where they do training and retreats and all that kind of thing. And thus, they named it RT Lodge. And the reason I'm saying all this is that it's a neat location 
And this is the location of the subject of this episode of the Tennessee Farm Table, which is an upcoming weekend event that features Tennessee agriculture, the midsummer Tennessee harvest, regional chefs, artisans, and brewers, and this thing is called the Gathering at RT Lodge. To understand the nature of this gathering, we will visit today with Executive Chef Trevor Stock, who for starters is the nicest guy you're ever going to meet, an award-winning and passionate chef who focuses on regional foods. He is a purchaser of a large degree of regionally produced agriculture. He's from a family farm, Stockton Farms, and Trevor is also one of those people who is extremely supportive of other chefs in the East Tennessee culinary community. This weekend event involves a variety of activities, and in a Saturday agricultural panel, guests will include Colleen Cruz of Cruz Farm Dairy, Alan Benton of Benton's Smoky Mountain Country Hams, and Shannon Walker, distiller. Also this weekend, we'll host a gathering of renowned chefs, in addition to Trevor Stockton, who are Andy Little, Richard Neal, Rick Mace, and Emily Blunt. Let's join executive chef Trevor Stockton right now and have him describe this upcoming weekend gathering coming up August 2nd through 4th. So uh, basically, the gathering is a a weekend-long event where we want to get as many chefs and farmers, artisans uh, from the Knoxville area as well as around the region. Um, we want to get them all together and and show people who they are, what they do, uh, and really showcase the incredible folks that we have that are pushing the food industry and the agriculture industry forward in this area. Um, we have people, we have chefs coming from all over. We've got Chef Andy Little coming from Josephine in Nashville and Richard Neal from a place called The Admiral, which is one of my favorite restaurants in the world, just over in Asheville, North Carolina. And then we've got uh, Rick Mace, who used to be my chef here at the Lodge before I became executive chef. He's down at the Cafe Blued in uh, Palm Beach, Florida, and he's going to be coming up. And I'm very excited and also a little bit nervous to have my (laughs) mentor back here. I already told the kitchen staff that we're going to uh, be doing a lot of deep cleaning between now and then. <laughs> um, but no, it, it, it's going to be great. We've got uh, the breweries we have coming. We have Bearded Iris Brewing from Nashville, uh, which has really been coming on strong the last few years. They make some incredible beers. I'm excited because they're going to be bringing, uh, we're going to have some beers from them that aren't available in the Knoxville market. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're bringing two really special beers. Um, one of them is an aged barley wine, and another one is a stout aged in Pappy Van Winkle barrels, and they've never released these to the public before. Uh, it's their third anniversary specials, so they're going to bring those for people to taste as well. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be great. And I think the thing that's really exciting too is on Saturday, um, we're going to have different activities for people. So along with the the price of the ticket, you get these activities. So we're doing a tasting and tour of Blackberry Farm Brewery. Oh. We're doing uh, some uh, cupping or tasting sessions over at Vienna Coffee House. They'll give you a tour of the roastery and then do some tastings there. I had a chance to do that um, with Philip and John a few weeks ago, and it was it was a really cool experience um, to to learn all about that. And then we're going to have pottery classes with Leanne McQueen over at McQueen Pottery. Love her. Um, yeah, uh, she's incredible. Um, so yeah, she's gonna. You can go over there and throw some pots and. 
then Shannon Walker is going to be leading a foraging class through the woods over here in the afternoon. Um, and then the, the main part of Saturday, the big, what I'm ex most excited about, I think, is actually the discussion panel. Um, where we can get all these folks together to sit sit down and, and talk about how they started and you know how things have changed in the last 10 20 years folks like Alan and Colleen and uh, we've got Shannon Walker's gonna be on there you know he's the, he has a wealth of knowledge that most folks don't don't have anymore about about the area and about you know whether it's making things from scratch or whether it's learning how to go out in the woods and know what you can eat and what you can't and things like that. Um, so we have all those folks coming and uh, our friends, some of our uh, some of our farming friends, my dad's going to sit on the panel there and oh, someone asked, they said, would he like to do that? Would he like to talk in front of people? I said, well, I'm, I am my father's son, so yes, he would love to sit and talk about what he does. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. A lot of farmers, um, they don't really want to be talking. They just want to be doing. Colleen Cruz, I know when she was in 4-H, she uh, focused on public speaking. Mm -hmm. um, and boy, is she, what a, a wonderful spokesperson yeah. for the Tennessee dairy industry. I, I mean, my wife and I talk all the time about how incredible it is what uh, Colleen has done. You know, she took what, what her dad Earl had started and, mm -hmm. and really took, a dairy farm and, and turned it into uh, an amazing business that has a reach that's incredible now. I mean, mm -hmm. the fact that you can go get their ice cream downtown and you can buy their buttermilk all around all around the region, and I think it's really great. And the best part about it is the product hasn't changed at all. Mm -hmm. They've grown and grown and grown, but the product is just as good as it always is. When people always ask, well, why is your fried chicken so good? Well. It's because it's Brian and Cruz Farm Buttermilk, and it makes a difference. I mean, it makes a huge difference, and mm -hmm. um, they still have a consistently great product mm -hmm. um, at the rate that they've grown is really incredible, I think. I do, too. I just think she's such a savvy businesswoman, and so same with her sister, Frances. She's yeah. a, such a good businesswoman. So after the big discussion is there a giant meal yes so after our discussion panel we're going to have a cocktail hour we've got some folks coming from a place called um, uh, st leo down in oxford mississippi they're going to come up and do cocktails for us during cocktail hour they do some really amazing stuff we're going to have uh, blackberry brewery um, providing the beer for the night uh, and then we're going to pick some special wines for the evening uh, and then after cocktail hour we're going to have a uh, five course dinner family style out in our tent um, with all the each chef is going to take a different course. Uh, I'm really excited about that dinner too. Um, you know, for me, these events are are enjoyable to be able to get together with other chefs and see. You know, it's fun to see other people's techniques and how they work. And just ever, ever since I started cooking, especially when I was out at Blackberry, when when I was out there and we'd have different guest chefs come, you'd watch them and see what these different chefs are doing and their techniques so I love getting everyone together um, usually end up everyone tries to kind of one-up each other I think as much as you're working together you want to impress the other chefs so you can you can rest assured that everyone will be putting their best foot forward for that dinner and it's it's gonna be a good one and then I'm excited I think maybe most of all I'm planning some some late-night food for the folks that are staying the whole weekend um, I'm actually gonna make some some corn dogs with my dad's 
jalapeno cheddar sausages. Get out. Yeah, they're it's pretty good. So we're gonna do stuff like that, some fun stuff. Um, but it'll be a full weekend of of really uh, incredible people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my goal ultimately was to have these chefs and artisans and farmers not just provide a meal for people, but to be a part of the event. Uh, and I think to me that's the most important thing is that these people get to meet and interact and socialize with all of our guests here. You know, it's not just bringing in all these people to provide a meal for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is a community, uh, and I want people to feel like it's they're all a part of the event, whether mm-hmm. they're the ones cooking or whether they're the ones buying a ticket. I want everyone to feel like they're a part of the event. Absolutely. Now, what's Alan Benton's role in this? So he's going to be on the discussion panel on Saturday afternoon. Great. That's wonderful. Yeah. And uh, he's he's such a good spokesperson for East Tennessee. He's incredible. I could sit there and listen to him talk all day. Isn't he wonderful? I <laughs> he love is. him. And uh, boy, say no more than Benton's bacon, and everybody get, everybody all of a sudden turns their heads, <laughs> starts sniffing, and follows whatever that wonderful smell is. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Goodness. So, so what we're doing is uh, we want it to be a weekend-long experience for everyone. So what we have, it's based on uh, double occupancy in the room here at, at the lodge. Uh, so for two people, you get a room for Friday and Saturday night, and this goes from check-in Friday all the way through our Sunday brunch. Uh, so you get, basically you come in, you get your uh, welcome reception. We've got really, really good stuff going into gift bags uh, in the rooms for folks. Uh, a lot of local products and, and handmade products from folks around town. Uh, we're going to have the Friday night cocktail hour. We're going to do a Friday night open fire cooking uh, out by our front fire pit with it, it's myself and Rick Mace, our former chef, doing that together. All of that stuff that I mentioned on Saturday where we have the Blackberry Brewery Tour and the Vienna Tour and, and tastings and Leanne McQueen pottery uh, classes, all of that stuff going to be included. We're going to have a fried chicken lunch on Saturday. We're going to have the discussion panel, the Saturday night dinner, all the way through to Sunday brunch. All of that for two folks for two nights is going to be $1,250. And if if you're coming by yourself, you can do it by yourself, and it'll be $750 for the weekend. And I really, when, when you break it all down, I think it's an amazing value for, for what you get for the whole weekend. Um I can't think of I can't think of too many things that I'd like for my wife and I to go do for a three day weekend um, where you get all of those things at that price. So mm-hmm. um, I, I really think it's it's a great value when when you look at it and and I hope that that people will come and and check it out. We we've got a few rooms left and it, it should be good. Well, good. Is it rtlodge.com? Yep, rtlodge.com, and you just go to our events page, mm-hmm. uh, and you can sign up right there, and we'll give you a call, and we'll get you signed up for all of your activities and what activities you're interested in and all of that. So, Fantastic. Trevor Stockton, Executive Chef here at RT Lodge. Thank you so much for sparing some of your precious time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate your time. And you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. Today we are visiting with Executive Chef Trevor Stockton of RT Lodge, and he's been describing to us an upcoming gathering August 2nd through the 4th 
called The Gathering at RT Lodge, which features Tennessee agriculture, regional foods, brewers, artisans, and a celebration of the midsummer harvest here in East Tennessee. After a word from our sponsor, Century Harvest Farm Foundation, we'll join back up with Trevor and he'll speak on his feelings about supporting Tennessee agriculture. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table is brought to you in part by Century Harvest Farms and Century Harvest Farms Foundation in Greenback, Tennessee. A sustainable farm in East Tennessee producing 100% grass-fed beef and other wholesome farm products. Preservative-free grass-fed charcuterie, preserves, pickles, and jams. Also home to the community-serving, food-insecurity-fighting Century Harvest Farms Foundation. Details at centuryharvest.org. And you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. And uh, let's join back up with Executive Chef Trevor Stockton of RT Lodge. Well, you come from a Tennessee farming family. I mean, you know all about it. And so now you're using so much in your dishes. And gosh, without chefs like you buying and using it the market wouldn't really be there because i mean they can sell at the farmer's market like my parents they sell majority of their business is done at the farmer's market and all these local farms they sell at the farmer's market as well as selling to restaurants but when they can take a delivery to a restaurant and it's three hundred dollars worth of stuff and it's one drop off um that's that's really good for them because Otherwise, you know, I mean, one day at the market might not be as much as one day of just delivering to three restaurants. And so if they can get those bulk orders and then it's more consistent, you know, you have a better idea of how much you need and how much you need to sell. Because that's the, honestly, I think that's the biggest, one of the hardest things for the small farm is knowing how much to grow, how many animals to raise and things like that. Like my dad right now, his business is taking off. And so they don't know how many pigs, like right now he's trying to keep up with it. You know, he used to keep 40 40 to 50 pigs on the farm. Well, this year if he keeps at this pace, I mean, he would need like 80 on the farm at once. So now he's starting to have to double that up. And it's not just as simple as breeding more pigs. It's having the space for them and having fencing so that they can all be in big enough pasture and things like that. I mean, if he wanted to cut corners, he could just throw feet out there to him and call it a day but to keep doing it the way that he wants to do it it's it's really a lot goes into ramping up business especially for how quickly people want the good thing is with pigs they grow pretty quickly and um their gestation period is only three months so when he needs to ramp it up he can get it going pretty quickly but still it takes about a year from the time he realizes how much he needs to really get it up to where it needs to be so and remind me again the name of that farm. It's Stockton Farm. Um, it's out in Gainesboro, Tennessee. And uh, they they produce all what kind of all what all products do they? So they have their, their main thing is pigs. So their main thing is pork. They do um, they have two heritage breeds. They have Berkshires and they have Mangalitsa pigs. Um, and it's all pasture raised and organic and non GMO and all that good stuff. And um, then they also do chickens. He started doing ducks this year, wow. and they're fantastic. It's it's really 
good stuff. And then um, he keeps a, a little bit of cattle on the farm. <clears throat> he keeps a little bit of cattle. Uh, usually he's got seven or eight cows at a time out there. So, mm-hmm. um, But, yeah, business has been picking up for him. Uh, he's really, once people try the meat, they come back. There's not many people that try it and don't, so mm-hmm. things just keep building and building. And uh, now he sells his meat over here at the Horn of Plenty in town. Um, it's the I'm first so store he's been in. Oh, really? Yeah. And so he's always, my parents have always just sold their meat at the market, mm-hmm. and then they'll sell whole pigs to me or in a few other chefs uh, when they need them. But being in that store, again, like I was saying with the, with these small farms being able to sell to restaurants for him to be able to sell to the to the horn of plenty he can go and drop off 200 pounds of meat for them to put in the freezer there Mm -hmm. and that's a really big deal for him Mm -hmm. um a couple more accounts like that and it makes a big difference so and you're listening to the tennessee farm table podcast and broadcast our guest has been Trevor Stockton, executive chef of RT Lodge in Maryville, Tennessee, and he's been letting us know about the gathering at RT Lodge. In terms of getting there and ticketing and other details, RT Lodge is located in Maryville, Tennessee, just 25 miles outside of Knoxville and 15 minutes from McGee Tyson Airport. Cost are $750 for single occupancy room and ticket and $1250 for a double occupancy room and two tickets. For a full schedule of events and to secure your reservation at the gathering, visit rtlodge.com events. In addition, I've always got all the links and all that stuff on my podcast page, tennesseefarmtable.com. And up next is Fred Sossman. This is Potluck Radio. I'm Fred Sossman. At a bottling plant in Winchester, Kentucky, the formula for a ginger-flavored beverage has been a family secret for 92 years. When Ale 81 was invented in 1926 by George Lee Wainscott, his company had already been in business for 24 years, making a cola that attempted to compete with the big boys in the market. Unable to come up with a name he liked for his new drink, Wainscott asked for ideas at the Clark County Fair. Fielding Rogers, who runs the company today, is Wainscott's great-great-nephew. The winning entry was from a young girl who submitted a late one as the latest thing in soft drinks. And he punned that down to the play on words ale-8-1. Ale-8-1 is flavored with natural ginger. In the 1920s, Wayne Scott traveled all over northern Europe, where he acquired ginger-blended recipes for experimentation. Usually I describe it as like a ginger ale, but with a lot more flavor. The Ale81 website lists stores throughout eastern Kentucky where customers can get money back for their returnable glass bottles. The returnable bottle still makes up about a quarter of our sales. The the customers really like the bottle. There's a 30 cent deposit on the bottle. A lot of people will will swear that the returnable is the best tasting Ale8. The returnable bottle and the non-returnable bottle are made by the same company with the same glass, filled with the same machinery, so I I think they taste just the same. We take a lot of pride in the quality of the Ale8 we produce, Uh, so we have a very, very strict uh, quality control procedure on all of our products. 
Ale 81 is the only soft drink invented in Kentucky that is still in existence. For Potluck Radio, I'm Fred Sossman. This is Alan Benton, and you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. And here is an event that I thought you might be interested in that benefits New Hope Children's Advocacy Center in Maryville, Tennessee. Now this event takes place the same weekend as the gathering at RT Lodge, and these two events were not intentionally scheduled on the same weekend, but all the same, it just goes to show how vibrant our East Tennessee culinary and Appalachian heritage is around here. On August 2nd through August the 4th, Dancing Bear Lodge and Appalachian Bistro present the 2019 Appalachian Vittles and Fiddles Weekend, a three-day celebration of our Appalachian heritage with music, dance, and chef-prepared dishes steeped in tradition. On Friday is the Lamb Roast and Square Dance with champion caller Leo Collins, and Saturday the annual event Bacon at the Bear with 12 visiting chefs offering farm-to-table dishes, artisans, farmers, live music, wine and bourbon samples, and a silent auction. On Sunday is the Jonas Ridge Farmhouse Brunch. This event benefits New Hope Children's Advocacy Center in Maryville, Tennessee. More information, dancingbearlodge.com. Thank you so much for joining us here today at the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. It has been an honor to have your good company. We always love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or through the website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. I'd sure love to hear from you and swap some recipes and stories. Big thanks to Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee, for the musical arrangement and singing and recording of our theme song. For updated appearances, schedule, news, and her new recording, connect with Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.